Welcome to Witchy Wellness Weekly. If you love learning and interweaving health, self-growth, and making magic, this is the show for you. Where you are the hero of your own story on a planet that is thriving. It's prime time to climb out of the broom closet, my friends, because our earth needs your wild magic right now. So today is Friday. It doesn't really matter because this will exist for forever and eternity. But in case you're wondering when this recording was made, it was happening on a Friday. (laughs) Yeah, Friday. Ooh, that's Freya's day. We're both hella Germanic, so that means something in the ancestral lineage right there. Although, you know what's really interesting? So I'm talking about Freya, who is the goddess of beauty. She's like really similar to Aphrodite in the Mm. Norse pantheon. So like Northern Europe regions, Mm -hmm. they conquered a lot of people. So she's been a lot of places. But the strange thing is, even though Freya is part of the integral core pantheon in like Norse and Germanic lore and has a lot of parallels to Aphrodite and Venus, et cetera, in the Norse pantheon, it's actually acknowledged that Freya was a goddess that came from somewhere else. And all the Norse god, the Aesir, liked her so much. And she was so beautiful. And she was the one in charge of the golden apples that like gave youth and beauty and vague pseudo immortality to the gods because they weren't actually immortal, but they could eat Freya's golden apples and sort of be immortal, that they kept her. They're like, you can be part of our pantheon, even though you come from somewhere else that so long ago that no one really knows where that's from. It's like, even in the folklore, they specifically say, we took this goddess from some other culture and put her in our array of goddesses because she's that bad. (laughs) We like her that much. We like, ah, thank you. No, we don't care where you came from, girl. You're pretty. Come sit with us. We, We were pink. We were pink on Wednesdays. We were pink. (laughs) and friday's freya's day i mean some people might argue and say it's freya's day and that's her twin but please friday is freya's day come at me bro come at me (laughs) oh man your your head full of knowledge is quite something that's another uh trait of autism in girls (laughs) (laughs) info dump my special interest (laughs) <laughs> doesn't matter if no one else is can't read their facial cues anyways <laughs> there was a little lag in that that sounded a slightly insane but <laughs> i don't know if that was because there was a lag <laughs> let's, let's be honest um, yes i have much much of the information so good about very particular things. <laughs> the North Pantheon being one of those things. So, Hillary, in our last podcast and potentially future podcasts, and maybe also books and courses that we are creating, mm. you talk a lot about nutrition and you give advice. Why should anyone listen to your advice about nutrition <laughs> and well being? <laughs> Oi. Well, I guess, first of all, I would even contradict that and say, maybe you could listen to my advice, but ultimately take your own advice. (laughs) 
because I think that is, I think that is like the essence of what I want to like convey to people in my teachings of like, use this information to return back to yourself and your own inner knowledge and knowing about what feels right. And that could be really confusing if you're like in this soupy mess of information. So I think, yeah, I think the part to listen to is the simplification and feeling what is resonating with you on a like less surface level of like, oh, this is information that I need to like use to be healthy and like a falling back into yourself. I mean, like, does this actually feel good? I'm going to try this out and I'm going to experiment with my health because just following one person or train of thought or nutrition advice, I don't think that that's the answer at all. To any of the questions. Like to any of the questions. And that it's like a little bit hard. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> bit hard and esoteric, but at the same time, it's not. Like when we're little kids, we know what we want. We put something in our mouth. We like it. We don't. We want to wear certain things. We want to express a certain way. Then we learn that all of our ways maybe are not right or whatever, whatever we learn <laughs> as we grow. And then I think as we become adults, we take back our autonomy and sovereignty in our choices and we return to our little kid knowing selves. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that's what we all do. Hopefully that's the goal is returning to our own knowing. So if you're going to take my advice, I advise you not to take my advice and, <laughs> and to listen for what feels, feels right for you and do those things and follow follow your inner path and maybe I can help inspire a little bit of that and that is my goal <laughs> so in a choice between the red pill or the blue pill remember the matrix is the matrix or forget the matrix is the matrix wait <laughs> you said so in the choice of the red pill or the blue pill and then it it got weird. <laughs> Which, ladies and gentlemen, let's remember, is the choice between waking up to the matrix being matrix or not waking up and not remembering you're in the matrix. What Hillary is recommending is not to take any pills and maybe just go drink some tea. Move yourself completely from the polarity of all things and find yourself maybe. and then live outside of the polarity. <laughs> yeah, maybe make the third choice, which is not taking colorful pills from a guy in sunglasses that you just met. He is wearing his sunglasses inside, all right? Very true. <laughs> don't, don't take his pills. Right, and that's a really good point of like, you always have more options than what is presented on the surface. Like there might be seemingly the two options. Do I go one way or do I go the other way? And maybe the other, other way <laughs> is stepping mm -hmm. back, returning yeah. forward and taking your own magic pills that you make yourself out of whatever you want to make. <laughs> and even just acknowledging that in a situation of polarity, there is the option to not choose 
the two opposing sides or one or either or both, you can actually opt out of the whole divisive conversation. Right. That in and of itself will allow you to transcend the moment. My <laughs> totally. And that's like, that's like in spiritual teachings, it's like stepping up, stepping, rising above duality and seeing, seeing them as like two poles of the same thing and that you can just witness and exist outside of it. <laughs> and you can Fingers literally down. apply that to anything. And all the things. I keep wanting to snap my fingers like that beatnik thing, like, oh yeah, finger snaps. And then I realize that makes the microphone peak and people that are listening don't know that I'm snapping my fingers. So I don't get like the cool credibility for making the gesture. And also it might be annoying for people that are trying to listen. So instead I'm going to say the words, finger snaps and everyone listening, just imagine that's me like, with this squinty-eyed look on my face, like, yeah, cool, and you snapping my fingers like a jazz cat, okay? That's what finger snaps means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so on that note, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what led you to the realization that nobody should take anybody else's advice when it comes to their health. <laughs> individualized healthcare approach? (laughs) That is an excellent question. Um, I have spent many, many, many years, upwards of a decade or more, actually very much more. More, more than a decade. Trying to find the teaching that works for me. And in my quest of finding the teaching and trying all of the different lineages and ways and being like, well, this halfway works, but not this way. And like, you know, first following these spiritual paths and like yogic paths and trying to renounce the physical world and live in the spiritual realm or follow a specific yogic path and then realizing it was created for young men to like contain their sexual energy and this is depleting me like all these different paths trying them and and feeling that they worked partially and then realizing but they don't work completely for me and they don't work all the time and so then realizing that especially being a woman (laughs) that we operate in circle in like circular nature and like we just talked about linear time versus circular time (laughs) um wow our tech day has been quite awesome so far (laughs) mercury must be drinking gatorade (laughs) oh man um okay so what were we saying Oh. Uh, yoga is for young dudes from 2000 years ago who don't want to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I got from that. And it was a revelation. <laughs> totally. totally. But like all of these different things, they have like these incredible teachings and yet they're like, they're, what is it? They're not like a means to an end or like maybe they are, but not for me. And it it just felt like so confusing, like following all these things and being like, 
okay, but this isn't really it. And this isn't really fully working for me. And like trying being vegan for a very long time, trying being paleo, trying like keto, trying green juice, trying intermittent fasting, trying like a yogic sattvic diet. Every single time I tried those things for long periods of time, they never worked and they always caused a ripple effect to some other issue for me. And finally, I was like, wow, I have been trying so many things that everyone says works and like the pictures of people that it works for are very fancy. So why does it not work for me? And why do I feel like shit when I'm like in this health world, supposedly doing all of the things right, taking the right herbs, doing the right practices, drinking the right elixirs, meditating on the things like, and just realizing like, oh fuck, actually, I'm going to have this buffet and I'm going to choose the things that work for me in the moment. Like sometimes, sorry, I'm like speaking in one huge run on sentence. (laughs) And that's okay. When you talk, you don't have to say the punctuation. Period. And (laughs) I'll stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But like, like lately I've been finding, oh, I've been in these like rigid I've been on these like rigid paths ongoingly for a really long time, yet I work in circles. Like our seasons, for example, work in circles, circular nature. The day is a circular thing. Like the clocks, everything is circles. And when I do yoga, for example, and I'm doing these warrior poses that are very like straight and narrow, I actually want to like undulate and be in the circle and like feel different than what is being told long story short (laughs) I really move her body like a snake ma (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's usually my long story short too yeah (laughs) oh shit the bass just dropped (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I just want I want to cycle with things and sometimes different practices are right for the moment and sometimes they're not like always kind of taking into account are you depleted or do you are you like nourished and needing like to move energy or do you need to like gain energy I don't know it's just (laughs) like I even talk in circles I'm realizing am I making any sense is this is this a thing you do not have to apologize (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I do not accept your apology. Keep that shit. Right, I take it back. I, I don't want it. Right. I don't want your sorries. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going back around to your question then, which was like, why was should what? People, <laughs> why should people know. listen to me about not taking people's advice, including? <laughs> why should people take your advice to not take advice? Exactly. <laughs> I think it's really good to learn a bunch of different paths and not necessarily subscribe fully to them and create your own buffet with the things that work in the moments that they work and release the things that don't. Yeah. 
I hope that yeah. made sense. <laughs> it did, it did. It was like two, there were two diverging metaphors there and I wanted to go with both of them and I didn't know which one to chase, but even just on them two diverging metaphors, obviously first we have to go with the paths one. So yes, it's really fun to hike on trails that have been marked, but yeah. it's also really fun to walk through the woods, not on a trail. And there's a really big difference between a deer trail and the path up to Griffith Observatory in Los Feliz in Los Angeles. Those are not the same hike. And do you really want to do the same hike every single day? Do you want to know exactly where you're trying to get to because a thousand other people went there before, even though maybe that's not actually the hike you're wanting to do because it's actually about the hike and not about where it's going, yep. which is kind of the thing that everyone sort of seems to miss in our society and maybe all societies. Maybe that's just what our monkey minds do, but it's about the journey. Yeah. So you might as well enjoy it. And when you get to the buffet, <laughs> uh, you do not have to eat every single cheese stick. <laughs> the guy in front of you, he sneezed. He, he touched the cheese sticks and he put them back. Do you really want these secondhand sneezy ass cheese sticks? No, you're not even eating cheese right now. You're vegan. <laughs> Stop trying to eat everything at the buffet. <laughs> It's like there was this trend on YouTube for a while, because I love YouTube, uh, where people were going through drive throughs at restaurants, usually fast food, and getting up to the window and ordering exactly what the person ahead of them ordered in the car ahead of them. So they were like, just give me everything that they ordered. And then getting the order and then eating it, even if it was things that they didn't like or they didn't know what it was or it was a super huge order or whatever. And that was like a trend that inspired thousands of videos of different people doing this on YouTube. It's kind of like living your whole life like that. Boy, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe just like figure shit out for yourself. Right. And I think, yeah, it, it gets complex because if you don't know where to start, like maybe it is helpful for you to start with like a path that you feel interested in, you know? So it's like this, there isn't an answer. And I think people don't like to hear that. It's like, we want these very clean, like cut and dry, do this, not that, because it's easier for our minds. But if we can like actually sink into the fact that like, we're choosing to create our life in every moment and like, you get to reinvent yourself over and over again, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you can. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is helpful because I I do feel like people want some simple, easy answers. People do. People want simple, easy answers. This is super helpful point. So like really meta. And I'm sure you did that on purpose subconsciously. <laughs> Tell us about your specific training so that when this podcast blows up and people be like, but why are you doing what she said? <laughs> Someone can be like, uh, excuse me, that amazing woman went to 17,000 and a half years of Ayurvedic college. And she like wrote papers on that shit. Oh man. Okay. So like my background and my training and all of the things. Yes, please. And then I'll transcribe it for the about page on our blog. Okay. Amazing. Um, yeah, let's see. I started 
studying when I was in college for art. I went to I went to Long Beach State. I studied art and like drawing and painting and lots of psychedelics, which was changing my art and did you study the psychedelics was that part of the long beach state curriculum not part of the long beach state curriculum that was like um what's it called like an after school program extra extra curricular activity curricular activities <laughs> oh so you were already experimenting with uh where the paths diverge yep exactly <laughs> it was very institutionalized and um very not at the same time and exploring like different realms of my psyche and such of that nature which will do that psychedelics will do that make you go into the subterranean areas and so anyways I was doing that and practicing yoga with this really incredible teacher dharma in Long Beach and so my paths were kind of converging in that way and my art was becoming about these spiritual teachings of yoga and also about the inner journeys that I was taking. My yoga teacher led me to Ayurveda to start to heal and when she did it was like this deep remembering which a lot of people have that experience with Ayurveda when they learn it. It's like I know this makes sense to me. Like, I know this on like some deep level. I know this because it's very cosmic and it's also very earth-based, like elemental medicine. It's very simple and it's very complex. Polarity planet, it's both. <laughs> so yeah, so I started studying with a different teacher. I started studying Ayurveda online while I was in college taking art classes as well. And then when I graduated, I went on to a different school to study Ayurveda solely at the California College of Ayurveda, where I did my studies and internship and practiced, worked in the Panchakarma department, doing therapies on people and guiding people through like these deep deep healing practices and deep dives into re returning to themselves apparently <laughs> this is kind of what happened <laughs> oh look there you are me yes, we meet again we meet again <laughs> yeah and that was kind of it like when you simplify your food and the stimulation around you and when you remove yourself from the chaos of daily life like on these on these retreats to go inward, there you are. You find you find that you're there and it's simple and you can reverse a lot of things that have built up over time. So that's sort of where it began. And then I just continued to study. I continued to practice. I then went to a different school after those studies to um, the Diana Center, which is an Ayurvedic center in Sebastopol. Both places are in Northern California. And I studied and practiced with my teacher there who taught me in a different way. She's kind of like a shaman that practices many like earth-based medicines under the umbrella of Ayurveda, but she's much more vast than just that practice and really studied like women's health and the health of the lymphatic system and like breast health and all, all kinds of different things. 
always always kind of like on these lines of like oh I have to do this to feel healthy yet meanwhile my health was like deteriorating (laughs) and so it felt really confusing to me because I was doing the right things and so checking all the boxes checking all the boxes so like another long story short is like 10 plus years of really intense study and practice meanwhile not feeling healthy and having my health degrade over time so then Len looking into like hormone specialists and naturopaths and all these other all these other lineages and trying to incorporate different things seeing acupuncturists understanding um like Chinese medicine pulse versus Indian pulse versus like what's going on Western medically and just really doing a lot, a lot of self-study and self-study of my friends and trying to figure it all out. Coming to the most. (laughs) So that's my background in um, studying, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, because it's like really easy to consolidate three decades of information into a 30-second soundbite. Yeah, it's (laughs) a little... In, in 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 one dimension <laughs> it's like mm. right exactly and yeah I mean there's so much more of course there's like you know all the different yogic paths that I've studied and practiced and then healers that I've seen and studied their lineages and onwards and onwards <laughs> and hopefully upwards maybe and upwards I don't know if sure. that's the way the path is going who knows right <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I think you're cool. So also that's a reason to listen to what Hillary says. <laughs> Social proof, right? That's a big deal. I am vouching for her. Oh, thanks, babe. You're welcome. I love you. And when we come together, this is where we share how to breathe magic into your daily practice with creative self-care inspiration to empower your unique journey to easeful health through witchy wellness so that you can remember that your health choice is always your own. We are here to empower your free will to decide for yourself. I'm Sterling, your magical methods mentor, nature-based medicine maker, farm life purveyor, and nerd for all things esoteric. You can find my alchemical experiments at www.wildfolkwitchmuse.com. We are joined by our co-host, Hillary is a certified clinical Ayurvedic practitioner with the eye of a fine artist, specializing in customizing herbs, nutrition, and habits that support your body's unique cyclical rhythms. At www.wildveda.com. To support this show and we the creators or for behind the scenes content, 
early access and member-only experiences, come join the tribe at www.patreon.com slash witchy wellness. Our private community is a safe place to explore your inner magic. What? I made a play on words. I don't even know what to speak into now. Am I talking to my computer? Am I talking to my microphone? Am I talking to my phone? Am I talking to the headphones? Am I talking to this picture of you on my computer? I don't know. I'm talking to my cookie. I said finger snacks. It was play on finger snaps because I'm obsessed with words. Yes. Yes, you are. You're also obsessed with many, many things, which makes you an expert of many, many things because- I'm a You're little mine. bit obsessive. <laughs> yes. So something to know about Sterling. She is very obsessive. She's very knowledgeable. She is an incredible human that is a little spark. Not little. She's her her body is very little. She's very tiny, but she is also very huge. In- <laughs> in her yeah she's like a little fireball um with huge impact so she's gonna tell us about herself and why why should we listen to you sterling why are you um this voice that on here that we need to listen to well (laughs) i mean i just have to say it's not that you should listen to me it's that it's really hard not to because I have a lot to say and I say it really fast and I'm generally pretty loud. I don't typically have volume control and I usually climb on top of things so that the sound of my voice carries farther. So it's not that you should listen to me. It's that probably at some point you're going to end up hearing something that I'm saying. But lucky for you and me and everyone involved, I mean, at least I think it's interesting. I typically think the things I'm saying are interesting. I am... Extremely neurodivergent, which is like my new buzzword. Uh, My brain has always been neurodivergent. I just didn't know to call it that until recently. (laughs) And it explains. Explain that to people. Yeah. So uh, the way things happen in the neurochemistry, the chemicals inside my mind operate in a way that diverges. So neuro is your brain. (laughs) divergent means that splitting of the pathways that's where things diverge so you have a freeway you have an off-ramp the off-ramp goes to a different road maybe it's like through the back backwoods like along a cliffside one lane dirt road and the freeway i am way out that one lane dirt road my brain wiring is diverges from neurotypical brain wiring, which I kind of always knew. I just didn't necessarily have the vocabulary for it. And one of the things that this indicates is that I get obsessed with my special interests and sort of, sort of, that's an understatement, and intensely hyper-focused to the point of total burnout until I've absorbed as much information as I possibly can. So I am capable of info dumping, which is exactly what it sounds like whenever I am inspired to do so by anything that has currently or previously 
held my interest long enough for me to absorb facts about it, which I kind of just always thought was normal because that's the way my brain works. But I've had people pointed out, I mean, probably all my life, but I'm paying a lot more attention now as an adult. I've had people pointed out in my adulthood and realize that not everyone is a walking dictionary and not everyone has spent thousands upon thousands of hours researching things and not everyone has multiple degrees in <laughs> totally seemingly unrelated fields that I think are actually perfectly connected, uh, which include uh, like a bachelor's degree in educational psychology and a bachelor's degree in design and visual communications and uh, certificates in permaculture design and circus and performance and educational kinesiology and neuro-linguistic programming. There's that prefix again, neuro. So, it, you know, it has to do with the brain and linguistic means it has to do with language. And that is another thing I'm obsessed with is language, which you could probably tell if you listen to that bit about the root of Friday being Freya's day, <laughs> uh, which connects to another one of my really intense specific special interests, which is folklore. Because I think fundamentally, humans are creatures that understand and communicate through story. So yes, language is important because words have meaning. Words are metaphors. Words are how we communicate the pictures that are in our heads. But the pictures in our heads are the stories that we're telling ourselves because of the information we take in, because of what we've experienced. And the way that we are able to interact with each other and to build our world and our consensual reality is through the stories that we tell ourselves and tell others. So language is important because it communicates that. But what's actually the most fundamentally important is the stories that we tell ourselves because these are the stories that make up our life and these are the stories that make up the world around us and so to me that's the unifying factor of everything that I can really info dump about is that there are these stories that humans for longer than time immemorable and across all cultures and all languages and all socioeconomic classes tell the same stories. And I love that. I love looking at things like the way that you just so concisely put, what is the root of this type of yoga that we do now here in the West and where does it come from? Because that has its root in the Vedas, just like Ayurvedic medicine does. It has its root in the Vedas. And the Vedas are this amazingly deep, broad, expansive set of mythology and folklore that is still very much alive. It's still very much living and breathing. The culture that has its roots in those stories has been telling those stories consistently for a very long time, which is totally different than a lot of the stories that inform our Western culture right now, like Hellenistic, Greco-Roman, Norse or Celtic, storylines and folklore because those have all been stratified and systematically disintegrated by newer story constructs that sort of co-opt and steal the archetypes. And I'm referring specifically to Christianity there in case anyone missed that monotheism in general, uh, but we'll gloss over that for the time being. So I like... <laughs> making all the comparisons and understanding that 
these stories that are told in the Vedas that are the root of this medicine that you study and the yoga that everyone's doing and all these really great super heady tattoos of the chakras and Om Shanti Shanti. It's like, okay, what's the story behind that? Oh, wait, the story behind that is actually this super epic cosmic battle of these space god aliens that came to Earth and fought over their progeny, which is us, that have like this Earth and space DNA mixed. Interesting, because that's the exact same story that the Aborigines tell and the Dogon tribe in Central Africa and the Norse pagans who borrowed Freya from a different pantheon because they thought she was a cool goddess. They also came from space and fought a war over their half-human hybrid children. So, like, I mean, if you want to listen to what I have to say, it's going to sound a lot like that periodically. <laughs> well, that's an incredible, incredible characteristic that you <laughs> pull all of this wisdom and magic and understanding and, like, bring it together in a comprehensive way for people to understand and be like, wow, there are these main themes pulsing through everything and you can pull them from any culture that you go to. Yep, that's true. That's That was such a really great way to concisely rephrase that. That's a really beautiful skill that you have. Um, that's another reason that you should listen to Hillary. She has this really great skill that she just demonstrated, which made me feel very heard and understood. And also for anyone that didn't follow my huge verbal explosion, she just summed it up for you. So like, you don't have to rewind the whole podcast. Just listen to what she just said. And like, that's that <laughs> brought together perfectly. Um, <laughs> so thank you. I feel heard. And also, yeah, that is exactly it. Is that you can decide to look for the core of the story anywhere. And it's the same story. We're all telling the same story. We're all living the same story. We're all writing the story, which is why it is so important to understand and pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself because you are making that shit up. Not in a bad way. Not like it's not real. It's very real. And you are making it up. So like, decide to make a good story. (sighs) That's very much, very much what I've been focusing on. And that's why it's so important to me to like really understand what being neurodivergent means because it actually gives me this tool set to be able to see like oh when I've had like really intense meltdowns or like manic episodes or other things that happen because of the way that my brain is wired and the way that our culture is not constructed for a brain wired like mine I'm able to process that information differently. And instead of just telling myself that I'm a failure and I'm flaky and I'm crazy and I'm chaotic, I can look at it from a different perspective and think, okay, well, these were my red flags that I was approaching meltdown. And I'm familiar with those because they've happened before. And these were the instances where I took risks that were probably not very wise because I hadn't taken the time to plan. And these are the ways in which I could work on structuring systems for myself so that I can feel more successful and be able to prioritize what I actually want my life to be like better. So my personal focus these days is very much in constructing systems to optimize how I am able to operate my mind so that I can achieve the things that I want to achieve. And I want to help as many people as possible do that 
achieve the things they want to achieve and figure out what those things are and realize that they are the ones authoring their own story and everyone needs to wake the fuck up because our planet is literally on fire and we don't get another one. This is it, you guys. This is it. Wake up. Okay? Thanks. <laughs> okay, my <mic> job. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, it's not on. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, this is so good. Yes. So. I know. Oh my god, I would totally listen to our podcast. It's like so <laughs> Well, you have this genius mind and it's really, um, you need a platform to share. And so I'm really glad that we're doing this and that you have this platform and that it is going to expand and ripple out and the people that need to hear you and who feel the same way as you and who have minds that operate like yours are going to be able to take a very deep breath when they hear you. Because <sighs> Yeah, we I think we need each other and there's more there's more people having similar experiences that don't fit the typical mold that we tend to see. So yeah, it is a very specific mold. Thank you. I feel so heard and so understood and that was beautiful and I love you. And it is a very typical mold that people have to fit in to be successful in our society. And specifically, I don't know if you're watching or listening or if you know us or if you don't know us, but um, Hillary and I both grew up in Northern California, uh, very near each other, but in completely different cultures, which is something interesting that happens in Northern California that you may not be aware of if the only California you have a concept of is what you see on TV, because where we come from is not that California. And uh, so Hillary grew up adjacent to probably one of the most affluent places in North America. And I grew up just over the hills a little bit north of there in one of the most impoverished places in the United States. So we were literally raised 45 minutes apart. And I went to the 13th lowest performing high school in California. And Hillary went to the kind of school where it was like normal to go to a four-year university after high school. <laughs> and then <laughs> we didn't know each other then. <laughs> we actually have like this really amazing core group of people who all grew up, what, within 40 miles as the crow flies and none of us knew each other until we were adults. But it's interesting because this place where we grew up is, it is this juxtaposition of ocean and land and rural and urban and affluent and impoverished and it can all be described like that it's it's wine country it's super rich bougie bitches wine tasting and first generation immigrants that came over the border from central america who are picking the grapes right outside like it's that is a really good encapsulation of what northern california is like, and I don't remember why I started talking about California. <laughs> so, no, you're you're talking yeah. about like the way that we met and how we are like existing in these totally opposite opposite realities beforehand, and why our information comes together in a good way. <laughs> yeah, what she said. Oh, look at that wonder team! Imagine if I was doing a podcast by myself. <laughs> We would, we would go on so many adventures. Um, everyone would be lost. Everyone would be like, let's follow her. She looks like she's going on a really interesting path. And I would be like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> Basically. Why did we, why did we come here again? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Okay. So I'll talk actually a little bit more about, about 
less about my brain and more about what I've actually done so people can get an idea for that maybe because so we Hillary and I grew up very close to each other but didn't know each other and then I went to college also in Northern California near where we grew up but not that close is also its own little weird bubble is like the most PhDs per capita of anywhere in the US but then all farmland for miles and miles in every direction outside of this place it's a weird weird little bubble and I made the best friends I had had ever in my life. They were so different than the people I grew up with because I was born and raised in the same very, very small town of a thousand people who mostly uh, either rode horses or did meth, like if we're being honest. And usually one or the other, not typically both. Um, and so then I went to university and I met the most amazing people ever. And one of them was Hillary's brother. And so he's one of my best friends from college, but I never met Hillary. I didn't meet her. I spent every day, I lived three houses away from this man. I spent every day with him for a large portion of time. And then, gosh, then uh, school ended and I went on a crazy road trip with another one of our mutual amazing friends who also grew up in the same place and didn't know either of us when we were kids. <laughs> Shout out to Nell. And Nell. <laughs> And totally had an intensely manic episode because she and I were, we won a grant to make a documentary of our road trip of West Coast festival culture. And so, I mean, just imagine having completed a university degree in four years and then going on an adventure like that. I burnt out so hard, so hardcore. And I ran away to the mountains. And this is something that I've also learned about my brain is that I have these super epic manic episodes and flights of fancy and like all this explosive experience followed by months on end where I need to be a complete hermit and not talk to anyone and basically fall off the face of the earth. And so I did that in the Colorado Rockies. And then I, a lot of other things happened. I ran away with the circus. I was a rock star in Europe headlining stages burnt out again obviously after I don't know backpacking around Asia and Europe performing with the circus and having no money and there's a lot of ebb and flow like that where I felt really really successful for months on end and then basically hit rock bottom and got super clinically depressed for months on end because I didn't know how to moderate my brain many years after this <laughs> I don't even know how many probably six or seven years after running away with the circus I was in a tiny town, again, in Northern California, in a very strange and specifically unique place that was um, a large part of the gold rush and is now a large part of the green rush involving farming cannabis in the mountains. Nevada City. Hey, Nevada City. And I was at this place called Elixart, which is what it sounds like. It is exactly what it sounds like. And I had drank a lot of cacao, like more than one person should drink because on the full moon yep friday night full moon they have bottomless cacao and someone who was there that i was talking to that i don't think i'd ever met before i said i want to go dance under the full moon and she said i heard about a party follow me so i followed this person into the darkness of the night uh in up into the mountains into the woods <laughs> into into the woods in the dark and sure enough we got to this house and there was lots of music and it was really good music so I was like all right cool and I just walked into this house I mean obviously the person who led me there was already gone I don't even remember their name I don't know who it was 
It was, yeah. I don't think you invited them. I don't think they knew you. I think they were just a magical fairy that was like, follow me into the woods, little girl. I will show you where the gumdrop house is. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I love stories like this. <laughs> uh, so I followed the pixie into the woods. The house was playing some really awesome, wompy bass, funky break, something that I liked that spoke deeply to me very loudly from a large set of speakers. And there was a DJ in the living room. And I was like, yes. DJ in the living room. This is exactly what I wanted. Thank you, full moon. Thank you, Leo season, because it was Leo season. We'll get to that part of the story in a minute. So I walk in and I start rocking out, get as close to the speakers as I can. Yeah, this is exactly what I want. So I start, I go dance right in front of the speakers and rock out because that's like a really great way for me <laughs> to enjoy the uh, intense sensory input that comes with my neurological condition. And the DJ was doing a great job. So I wanted to tell the DJ that they were doing a great job and I was vibing their music. And I <laughs> look at the DJ and it's my best friend from college <laughs> who I haven't seen in years. And I freaked out and I yelled at him and he yelled at me and then we collided and we were so happy and everything was amazing. And then he tells me, I was like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing here? So he, he said, what are you doing here? I thought you were in Prague or something. And I was like, no, I'm here. I wanted to dance under the full moon. What are you doing here? And he said, this is my sister's house. It's her birthday. And I went, what? <laughs> Guess who his sister was? It was Hillary, and it was her birthday, and then we fell in love. <laughs> yep, it was my and birthday, and we were having a once upon a time <laughs> Yeah, you were. <laughs> once upon a time, and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> like people, random people met each other at that party and fell in love, who are still together to this day. Me and Sterling fell in love, who are still together to this day. Like us. That's what happened. It was amazing. I mean, I always loved your brother. I always will. He's one of my favorite people. But now I know you exist. <laughs> You're him, but you also are a woman. It's amazing. <laughs> and then a lot of really fantastic things happened after that, which we'll probably have to go into great detail over at some point in time. Oh, because then we had like another miraculous meeting sort of like that when the dust cleared at Burning Man and all of a sudden I was standing in your camp and I didn't know that and you didn't know that and then there you were. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you you like moved in with me after that party. You, Sterling yeah. was like, I need a place to stay. And I was like, well, I'm in love with you after this one night on my birthday. So you should just move into my room and share my room with me. <laughs> and also, you can bring these other hippie bitches that are following you around. There was like three of us on the floor in your room for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, you stayed with me for like a month, I think. It was longer than a month, but it wasn't a month, like it wasn't the whole time straight. Cause it, cause it was like a season. It was like your birthday is in the summer and it was like well into fall before I, we went to Portland to look for places. That was in the fall. So crazy. Yes, we, we, we just like merged on my birthday and then 
we were like, wow, we have so much in common and Mm -hmm. so much to share. And we were practicing like Ayurvedic philosophy together. We were (laughs) rubbing oils on our bodies every night. Anointing ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. And throwing 90s dance parties. Oh, we did that. We played dress up. We <laughs> we really it was really great. We it was a true love story. This is like back to what we started with about like writing our own stories. Yep. Like, how do we want to write our stories? And we yep. came together and we're like, oh, you know, I think too one thing that I see in this like realm of growth and expansion and love is like people want their their romantic partnership to be that but you can call in friends that are those things as well and it's better did that like (laughs) it's better when it's friends totally like friend loves that are just so magic and help you grow and expand and support you emotionally and mentally so and it's really cool too because that was that whole storyline was actually like many years ago like I was just thinking about it it was five and a half years ago, six years ago. So, and, and our, uh, the way that paths can weave and reconverge like that is really beautiful. And that's another really magical and affirming thing that happens when you do choose your own path and trust your own intuition and make your own decisions and make yourself the master of your life and write your own story is that the universe or the powers that be or Freya or God or whoever it is that's talking to you when you talk to them will just like sprinkle this fairy dust and like throw these little things in your way like ha 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 and then what happens and oh look over here. I literally like last month I was like I want to start a podcast and I want to call it wild magic. I wonder if there's a wild magic podcast already and I typed into Google wild magic and the first search result was this website called wild magic and I was like that sounds cool and I clicked on it and I was reading and I was like this doesn't just sound cool this sounds like familiar in a strange way and I scroll down and it's Hillary's fucking website (laughs) I should have googled that shit number one search result the universe was like yes you should start a podcast sterling you absolutely should that's a great idea you and you should call it wild magic wow that's like so original you must have come up with that all by yourself hey you know what else that you hadn't even thought of and hadn't even crossed your little conscious little silly little neurodivergent mind you should do it with hillary (laughs) it's so true i had yes google um, (laughs) i had an email on my like website of wild magic that was like oh my god I found you I google wild magic because I wanted to start a thing and you're wild magic and this is your long lost love and we just we just merged and we're like yep this is what we're doing now it was probably a full moon <laughs> totally as the universe would have it so that is literally the definition of wild magic things that are wild by nature and magical by nature like you can't plan that shit you can't like it's just it's magical and it's fucking wild (laughs) absolutely and that's the best kind you know there's like there's a lot of kinds of magic there's like ceremonial magic and high magic and low magic and disney channel magic and all that shit is like really scripted and really planned out and you have to do it like a certain way in a process with particular steps 
But wild magic? It ain't like that, yo. Wild magic, number one, is way more powerful than all those other things combined. Those are like tiny little eyedroppers compared to Niagara Falls when you think about the power. But also, it's wild. <laughs> so like, if you've ever surfed, or swam in the ocean, or snowboarded down a glader, glader, glacier, or paraglided, or spent the night out in the woods, not in a tent, or, 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 you've tasted what like wild actually is. And it's amazing. It's beautiful, and it's terrifying, and it's very powerful, and it's also the fundamental constitution of our nature as humans because we have these bodies and we are animals on this planet we are all wild and society and civilization has been attempting to domesticate that out of us and I think and Hillary thinks I believe I can speak for us both here that it is really like very of the utmost number one most important thing for us to do right now for the sake of our lives and ourselves and our planet and our entire existence and our souls and spirits and all the other really important stuff to rewild connect with the wild nature that is the thing the wild nature the wild magic is what will guide you when you're trying to decide which path to take, when you're trying to choose what to eat at the buffet. You have to tune into that thing because that's the, we talked about the first voice, like knowing yourself and listening to your first voice and tuning into your intuition. And that is, and that's you and that's centered in you. And then there's the wild magic and the wild magic, it runs through you. So that first voice of you is connected to that. But the wild magic is more than that. The wild magic is the thing that connects that, knowing of your intuition and your first voice to that level of everything else. Yes. This isn't what we plan to talk about. <laughs> Just so everyone listening knows, we, every single time that we set out to do this, we're like, we're going to talk about this thing, but let's see what happens, which is the wild magic part. <laughs> Like, we're going to talk about dream journals and then we're going to like get sound bites for our intros and outros. And then we'll like talk about this course that Hillary is launching. Uh, or we'll just talk we'll just about channel. We'll what just the wild magic tells us to. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, amazing. I love your brain. I love your neurodivergence. Oh. <laughs> really do too actually when I'm in a good mood when I'm in a bad mood I'm, I'm like mm, I feel a little differently about it but that's what I'm learning is that maybe I actually have uh tools and systems to build a scaffolding around the pit of despair so I don't actually have to like scuba dive into it totally and I think that we should do another episode about this like very specifically like what you experience being like your nature and I'd be so stoked to talk about it from an Ayurvedic perspective (gasps) I want to do that (laughs) I want to do that and talk about it like elementally because I feel like what you've what you've figured out for yourself you're and I've heard you say it a couple of times of like, I have to create these systems so that it creates this like, almost like safety net to, to hold you and catch you from expanding too far out or going too fast or crashing and burning. Mm -hmm. 
And in Ayurveda, um, sterling is a very magical constitution um, and an extreme, an extreme case. Like some, there's so many variables. <laughs> I really have an extreme case, aren't I? Yeah, in the <laughs> best way, because it gives us like, I feel like um, on the spectrum of extremes, it gives us examples of like, oh, like at its most, this is what is possible. And this is what can happen. Like, for example, sterling is very much um, like ether and air with fire. And yeah, and not much earth or water at all. And <laughs> none of that. <laughs> and but it's pretty magical because she like if you think about fire like wind plus fire creates these like huge massive fires which maybe you look at that and you think ah but fire is like transformative it's like clarity it burns through the bullshit and like the clutter and the chaos and just like burns the path and sterling has that and then (laughs) (laughs) i'm talking to you in third person (laughs) i love it that's how i talk to myself too it's great i'm talking to the listeners about you (laughs) case study Um, but she has this fire or you have this fire and then you also have this um like wind and ether like the ether is the space and her like spaciousness she's like the container of all things so she has this vast overlook of of things and that's how she can make these um connections from from far reaching places and she is able to bring them together in a really succinct way where you're like whoa I would never have thought about these different paths connecting in this way and that's why you have the ability to because you have this like huge cosmic vast container that pulls them back together um and you have this like motion or wind that moves you from one thing to the other and the fire is like the fastness with the wind so you have this thing and in Ayurveda it's like creating stability for those for those energies to move through you like like how you've created systems and management of these energies and like had to figure it out on your own this is like what is needed in order to like contain if you will like going like the esoteric or vedic route or whatever the shakti the energy that's like moving through you containing it with these things so that you're effective in that motion and in that interconnectivity that is like your gift to this world so fuck yes and we love it (laughs) we want more of it it feels so seen it feels so seen and it's really interesting because that is exactly all the things you said are very true. You're so perceptive. Oh my gosh, everyone should book a one-on-one consultation for a customized Ayurvedic plan and habits from Hillary, which you can do on her website, wildveda.com. We'll link it in the show notes. And also, <laughs> to loop it all back, uh, the place that we all grew up and didn't know each other from that is still our ancestral homes. Uh is the kind of place that just keeps getting ravaged by these super huge wildfires. So it's like very poetic and super poignant and super personal because that's exactly what it is. Totally. Your your like home place especially has burned and burned every year and burned 
Every year. Every year it burns down. Every year people lose their houses. I have more than half of my closest childhood friends have lost everything in different fires because it's always burning. And you'd think there wasn't anything left to burn. There's always something left to burn. There's always more. Yeah. Like, there, there is always something left to burn. So true. Yeah. Like, brings it to the macrocosm, microcosm, like, large scale, small scale, always. Okay. Shall we wrap up? Yeah. I'm feeling that too. Thank you, Wild Magic. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Clear. <laughs> Everybody listening, we love you. Thank you for being here. Also, we will be blogging at the aforementioned website, wildmagic.com. And that's magic with a K, y'all, because magic with a K is different than magic with a C. And being extremely precise with your language is very important when you are working with intention and understanding the difference and nuances between things. Just like my name is Sterling with an I, not Sterling with an E. Those are two different things. Sterling with an I is a place in Scotland. That's where <laughs> William Wallace in Braveheart was like, you can take our blah, 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 but you'll never take our freedom. That's Sterling. Uh, Sterling Castle is there. That's where Mary Queen of Scots got her head chopped off. Sterling with an E is the British pound sterling, sterling silver. These are two different things. So Hillary also has a website specifically for her Ayurveda practice, which she does specialize in customizing plans and doing one-on-one consultations and that's wildvita.com w-i-l-d i forgot how to spell because i have adhd you should take over from here <laughs> sure no problem so um the website is wild beta you spell it um wild as in w-i-l-d-v-e-d-a wildbeta.com Boom! And she is launching a course. So if you're listening to this in real time, it's happening now for the next six weeks. And if you're listening to this at some nebulous point in the future, she's probably running other courses and you should go find out on wildveda.com. And I have a website as well that is focused on all my special interests, which includes neurodiversity and creativity and business. So if you're interested in those things, and all these things will be linked below. And we're probably gonna launch an Etsy shop that's gonna have coloring books with all of Hillary's beautiful drawings because adult coloring books are a thing. So let's do that. And digital downloads. <laughs> yeah, of stickers and stuff that you can print on t-shirts with all of these sayings. Like, you oh, you had one earlier and I, I mean, I'm going to listen back because I edit these episodes, so I'm going to hear it again. But I needed, I didn't say it out loud. I was like, that goes on the t-shirt too. What was it? It was so good. It was so good that my monkey mind would just set, kept saying it over and over again while you were still talking. And I was like, this thing, this thing, this thing. But now it's gone. <laughs> so... Maybe when you re-listen, it'll return. (laughs) Yes, it shall. I knew that too. I told myself, I was like, you don't have to keep repeating this. It's fine. You're going to listen back. You're going to go, that's the thing. You're going to write it down. You're going to put it on a SVG file. People are going to be able to download it on the website or the Etsy shop. They can put it on their t-shirts. They can look cool. (laughs) Perfect. That's what what you guys want, right? We all want to look cool. Oh yeah, of course. The wild magic merch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although I have to say in that regard, like looking cool is awesome, but actually everyone let's remember or at least consider it's not that you want to look cool or I'll talk about myself. It's not that I want to look cool, it's that I want to feel cool. And when I feel cool, 
then I'm like already sure that I look cool. And it's a knock on effect. So if you're seeking the looking cool and the being perceived as cool, you're like approaching from the wrong angle and it's like those tire spikes when you're trying to go in to the parking lot on the wrong side and it's just gonna flatten your tires like you got to go in the other way you got to focus on feeling cool and then it's fine you can drive right over the spikes because you're coming from the other direction and you are gonna look cool i promise by wearing one of our shirts that you downloaded the file from our Etsy shop, which will likely be called Wild Magic. So at some future date, that will exist. Go there. Yay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I love you. You're magic. You're everything. You're, I just, yes, all of it. <laughs> I love you too. Okay. <laughs> You are listening to Witchy Wellness Weekly. Our why is empowering the wild woman. For those of you who want more in-depth guidance on herbs, wellness rituals, astrological forecasts, and magical creations, our How to Cleanse Without Killing Yourself book and workbook bundle is on pre-sale now. You can buy our books directly from We the Authors at www.payhip.com slash wildfolk or from other online retailers if you must. Everybody listening, we love you. Thank you for being here. And all these things will be linked below.